week it has been for Salah up and down the country and back again. It has been a grueler indeed, but a point at Pompey ended it on a high, sitting in 11th place, and I'm sure the Salop faithful would have taken that back at the end of July. I'm Johnny Drury, and this is the latest episode of Shrew's Views, and as always, I'm joined by the main man, Ollie Westby. The man who's been up and down the country twice, his car's taken a battering, I'm sure his wallet's probably taken a battering in every service station he's stopped in, and his 900 miles in the last couple of weeks. Um, he's probably still tired, but he's back for Shrew's Views. Ollie Westbury, how's things going, my friend? Oh, it's all right, mate. It's all right. It was a busy week last week. I think I did four football matches in seven days. Um, no, eight days, I suppose, if you include Saturday to Saturday. So, yeah, it was a busy week. It's nice to have had a, a couple of quieter days. Obviously, still been working, but a couple of quieter days uh, this week. Uh, but it's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm enjoying watching Shrewsbury. And uh, they're doing, they're steady, aren't they? At the moment, steady away. How are you, mate? You all good? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. You, um, you made the step from Montgomery Waters Meadow to Villa Park a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, now, I did. you know, are you, you going to keep grounded? I know you've been at Villa Park. You've been around. You know, obviously the, or we all talk about in the press, the press foods. The higher you go, the better it is. Although it is quite good at Shrewsbury with the pies and and stuff. But are you, are you keeping your feet on the ground, even though you've been to been to Villa? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I I, I must admit, I enjoyed my turkey dinner and my cheesecake at Villa Park, and then I had and then then I had pick and mix. Oh, it's like it's like go it's going to these games. It was like going to the spa and just taking whatever you want and just not paying for it. I was like, this is just bizarre. Um, But to be fair, the food on the road has been pretty good. We had Cornish pasties when we went to Plymouth. That was pretty good. And we were well looked after at Pompey at the weekend. I must admit, best press food of the season. Oh, nice. We had sweet chilli chicken goujon wraps. They were were fairly tasty. And uh, homemade cake made by the, the... one of the ladies who worked in the press box, I think. So it was, uh, we were well looked after. We were well looked after. I was well chuffed with that. Fantastic. Salah, step it up is basically what we're saying. And if you listen to this podcast and you're hungry, you're going to be even more hungry now. <laughs> um, but yeah, as we said, we spoke about, we spoke, spoke about Plymouth. We did a video last week. I'm sure a lot of you Salah fans um, saw that, you know, and we talk, spoke about Plymouth, the, the, the heartbreak, um, Salah being good value for a point. Uh, then it was Pompey on Saturday. Um, another big game, another side who were going to be up there. Danny Cayley's men obviously started the season really well. Um, so we're just going to go for a few points from that game, really. Obviously, went 1-0 up again. Oh, it seems that Salop seems to be starting on the front foot, starting well, and, and certainly against these bigger teams, putting them under pressure, causing them problems. And that was the case with with a goal on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, um, well, there, there were two interesting games. Um, I, I felt... Against Plymouth, Shrewsbury were dangerous and they looked like scoring. Um, and that's that's credit to them because, you, you know, Plymouth have played nine and won nine at home. That's including the game against Shrewsbury. But they've got a fantastic record at home, um, boyoed by their home crowd and their home support. But, but Shrewsbury looked really dangerous, sometimes from set pieces, but also, you know, like hitting them on the break. Against Portsmouth, it wasn't quite... It wasn't quite like that. I mean, Shrewsbury kind of scored out of nowhere and then Portsmouth scored again out of nowhere. And it was bizarre. I think I tweeted at half time saying somehow here it's 1-1, but nothing's really happened. Um, and that's kind of what the, the whole game felt like, really. I can't really remember having to write about too much in terms of in my match report, in terms of clear cut chances that were created. Um, so, you know, 
they were good they were good value for a point. I mean, it was they were two different displays. They they kind of looked to they let they allowed Pompey to have the ball. They passed it sideways and backwards. They didn't really get anywhere. They didn't really ever look like breaking Shrewsbury down until they kind of a little bit of an onslaught late on. But they were very good value for the point. Uh, and and to be honest, I felt like I felt like they contained Plymouth quite well for seventy minutes. But when that goal kind of went in, it just kind of shifted the momentum a little bit. So. You know, it's w- 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 town are getting there. It's, it's, it, I suppose it depends. On, I feel like it depends on who they're playing against. Um, it depends on who they're playing against. It fit, I feel as though when they play, you know, these top of the, the, the table sides, they're going to dig in, they're going to try and work hard, they're going to be defensively solid. And then, the, you know, they don't have too much possession, um, but they can still create chances. Um, they didn't. They didn't against Portsmouth, but they did against Plymouth. Whereas then, as we get to the sides that you'd imagine them to be more competitive with, the, the guy, the teams in and around them and below them, they tend to have a little bit more of the ball and are happier to pass it um, and play a little bit more. So I think that's for me. I think that's smart. I think you have to you have to adapt your game depending on who you're playing against, don't you? So um, pretty pleased with how Shrewsbury got on last week. Um, I felt like. I felt like they deserved more than what they got out of it with two very good performances. I did feel, I, th- I thought that the, the result on Saturday was brilliant considering what they what they went through last week. It was it was it was grueling. Um, I got to Portsmouth and uh, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm absolutely shattered. So dread to know, dread, I dread to think what every what the players must have been thinking because um, it was a, a very very demanding week on the bodies for the players with the the amount. So. I wasn't expecting a result because I just thought it was too much. But you know, fair play to them. You know, they can abundance of character and resilience, and um, you know, then they got a good result. So, you know, credit to them. No, absolutely. Just in terms of Elliot Bennett, obviously got a goal. You know, he carries a threat, doesn't he? Art. The times I've seen him, he's a quality player. Um, he's got that in his locker. Steve Cox was encouraged to get further forward more. Um, but that's what you want to see more of. Won't yeah, really players chipping in from everywhere because he has got that quality. Yeah, um, both Bennett and Cottrell spoke to the press after the game, and they both said, I think um, Cottrell said it first that he spoke to Bennett after the game at Plymouth and urged him to try and get a bit further forward. I think I wrote a story about it in Monday's paper, um, and then Bennett came out as well and said um, and said a similar kind of thing that um, you know we need to. That the, the, the gaffer had spoken to him and urged him to get into the box. And, you know, he happened to be there, right place, right time. Winchester cannons it into the post, deflected shot. And then it comes out to him. And it was a great finish, to be fair. But that's the second wing-back to score in a week. Jordan Shipley scored two goals since he's moved to wing-back. So that, that, that kind of tells a story that, you know, this system that, that Shrewsbury are playing at the moment is generally quite effective. You know, the wing-backs are getting up high. I think Shipley offers a really good attacking threat. Um and he's doing pretty well there. Yeah, obviously, the, the wing-backs played a lot. It's a difficult position to play three games in a week in, but, you know, they did OK. Um, so, yeah, it's a positive sign. They've got goals coming from there. I suppose probably one thing is probably Steve Cottrell would probably like the forwards to be maybe getting a, a goal or two more. Um, but, I mean, Christian Sadie's the man who started all the games. I don't, I, I don't see him missing sitters, in fairness. I, I don't see him, at, like, you know... I feel like he, he contributes and, you know, they, as long as they're getting the goals to get results, I don't think it really matters where they come from. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um certainly interesting. So, you know, I've said good value 
um, for a point. Um, and we said they've mixed it with a big size. What they've got to go and do now is replicate their performances. Obviously, you know, game plans will be different against teams that are smaller in the table. Uh, but they've got to go and replicate them, you know, big displays now, haven't they, against the the so-called lesser teams um, and pick up the points, you know, the wins at home, you know, they've been good at home or or picking up them their wins away against the teams below them. They've got to try and replicate that now because if they don't do that, it's almost like these performances at the big boys could, you know, would be all, not all for nothing, but, you know, it wouldn't mean as much if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. I, th- I think the, the positive thing about town is no matter where they play and who they play against, you always feel they've got a chance. You know, you always feel there's a chance that they might get a result. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that, that's positive. I mean, they, they deserve something from that Plymouth game. I'm absolutely adamant that, you know, Plymouth, although they had loads of the ball, loads of the ball, they, they didn't do a great deal with it. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's one of them. They've, they've got to take advantage of doing that well. And, you know, the, the challenges, aren't they? Different games, adapting your style to play against different teams, probably aside sides that, you know, Shrewsbury and mid-table side, if they, they welcome a team that's, you know, in the bottom three or just above the relegation zone, they're probably more likely to want to sit in and get behind the ball and then they've got to break them down and, you know, different things like that. So, you know, there's lots of positives, I think, from the first, you know, however many games that have gone by in the season. And it's, it's you know... It's just a bit of it's, it's got to try and maintain it really i think that's where they're at at the moment um and, and i think that's it i think steve cottrell was disappointed with the performance against charlton the week before but then he got two back-to-back good solid performances um so it's something that he'll be pleased about yeah no interesting um i'm gonna put you on the spot now all and this this yeah. ties in i wrote this question in my script yesterday and then a fan we've only had one fan question again salad fans so start to get your questions and we need some more questions but the fan asked where they think me and you think Susby can finish this season and that was exactly the same as a question I was going to ask you all so 11th in the table at the moment 16 games in putting you on the spot now what is the maximum Shrewsbury can do this season where from what you have seen so far and how they've played you know certainly in recent weeks I'm going to get you to stick your neck on the line and say what's the most that Shrewsbury can do this year? What's the most? I mean, that, that's a difficult question. I, I struggle to see them, I must admit, I struggle to see them breaking into a into the playoffs. Um, I feel like there's just the, the, the size of the clubs and the budgets of the clubs that are, that are, that are in and around that area are. Um, for me, a successful season for Shrewsbury is finishing in the top half. I think that would be a very, very good achievement. I think that's a realistic achievement given the squad of players that they've got. Um, I think they can finish in the top half. I feel like um, they've been desperately, desperately unlucky with injuries. Um, O'Brien and DeCosta did the latest two and obviously got Nurse and Udo out. Um, I feel like Steve Cottrell's getting a tune out of the players, which I think is a good thing. Um, But yeah, I would say they can finish in the top half. And I would say that anywhere around that, I would not be surprised to see him finish anywhere in and around 10th. Um, what about you? Because the question asked, what do you think? So that doesn't just mean me. I'd say top 10, between the, the edge of the playoffs and, the, and 10th, probably. I don't know yeah. how far the playoffs come down. I think it depends. It depends on lots of things, doesn't it? I mean, they've got Loney's, Rob Street, Christian Sadie. Do they keep hold of them? I think Christian Sadie's a really, really good asset to have. Um, you know, um, Premier League players have recall loans um, on them. So if, you know, 
you know, Sadie continues to impress or he, he smashes in 10 goals between now and the end of December and Bournemouth call him back and want to send him to a championship club, then there's a chance that that might happen. So, you know, and then it's also going to depend on on injuries. I mean, Shrewsbury don't want too many more injuries, do they? Because they're, you know, they've got a few young lads that are on the bench and, and they've been desperately unlucky. O'Brien, I thought, really impressed me in that game at Stockport. You could see his quality and he's had a setback and, you know, DaCosta. So I think even still, even with the amount of injuries that they've got, I think that the starting eleven is still fairly strong. Um, and I feel like they're well organised. And I feel like regardless of what happens, Steve Cottrell will have them well drilled, they'll have them well organised and they will be difficult to beat. But I suppose the more injuries you get, the more games they've got to play back to back. And then that does pose its own challenges. So I suppose that might that might depend you know, we're fingers crossed we get some positive news this week about the likes of DaCosta and O'Brien, that those injuries aren't too bad. Um, and hopefully they're just minor, minor setbacks and they'll be able to take their place in the squad. Um, but like you say, like I say, it's, it's, it's not ideal. And hopefully having these players available will allow, you know, I think it's just that that when you've got a three game week, I just think it's, you know, being able to change one or two if if Cottrell wants to, to just give him, you know, those wing-backs, they've got such an incredibly hot output with the amount of running that they have to do. And I just think that if you've got an option to change it potentially um, from the bench, I think that benefits the team just to keep it fresh. Um, but what the team does have is an immense amount of character and they're well, very well organised and very well drilled. So, you know, that's where they're at at the moment. Yeah, just in terms of their, their injuries, obviously you sort of informed me about them last week and, and you know, obviously they weren't in the squad at Portsmouth. Um, just in terms of, you know, they were both out, weren't they, for a while. Is it a case that they've maybe been rushed back? or do you, what, what do we know about the, those injuries, all and, 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 and how sort of concerning are they? Um, not a lot. We don't know a lot at this stage. Um I don't want to speculate, to be honest. I don't want to speculate um, and I don't want to put any false information out there because in the God's honest truth, I, I don't know where they're at with it. Um, uh, so we're just going to have to wait and see from... Yeah. Did Cotswold say anything post-Pompey about the pair? or? Um, no, he just referred to what he said to uh, BBC Radio Shropshire pre-game because um, I think I, I don't think there's any point in him repeating himself more than anything um yeah. it's just a waste of his breath <laughs> but even though he's going to get asked the same question again it's just uh, uh which you can imagine can be frustrating for a manager but yeah so um no he didn't say he didn't say much on on, on the injuries post game um yeah i imagine it's pretty disappointing for him i imagine he's pretty gutted um understandably so so we're just gonna have to see where where they are a uh, press conference tomorrow um, so there'll be questions on the agenda, I'm sure, asked by either myself or Mary Kate from the BBC, and hopefully we can get an update on them. Fingers crossed, not too bad. It, it, apparently, it's common in football that I don't think that the, no, I don't don't quote me on this, but I don't think they're the same injuries, but I think they're the knock-on effect of the previous injury. So I don't know whether that's because I don't know, say O'Brien, for example, has got a hip problem, and you know maybe that hip problem. It just causes like a knock-on effect somewhere else. I don't know the sports science behind it, and I'm nowhere near qualified enough to to discuss it. But I think that's what he said to the radio prior to the game. Um, so I mean, fingers crossed, fingers fingers crossed. They're just minor minor setbacks, and 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 
and they'll be all right and they'll be available when the next league game comes along. Yeah, just in terms of other squad stuff, um, Kay Craig's gone out on loan to Telford for a, a month, I believe. Um, Telford made a double sign, signing a guy from West Brom as well. Um, just on the back of that, I know you spoke with Steve Cottrell. Oh, he's indicated that you know others could maybe go out on loan. Now, we've talked in the past, you know, fans have asked about blocks and potentially going out on loan, but I suppose in terms of youngsters, there's blocks and Kate and Barlow, um, a few other guys, you know, Josh Bailey, who we've seen come through as a youngster. Um, what 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 did you sort of take away from what he'd said there? You know, is it a case that we will see more of these youngsters maybe sort of month, go on month loans or short term loans to non league clubs potentially? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, we'd asked about it. We'd asked about it before, and he he'd kind of said he'd said that at the moment that that was not going to be the case. Obviously, that's changed with Cade Cade Craig signing for for Telford. Um, uh, from what I gather. Um, from the Telford reporter, I think he did. He and speaking to the Telford manager, I spoke to him earlier this week. I think he did did pretty well um, on his debut. Um, Kate did um, disappointing result for Telford last night. They let four in, um, so that's a bit of a blow. But um, so yeah, we're going to have to. Um, we're going to have to see where they go on that one. But um, yeah. W- w- he stressed that nothing's been done yet, uh, and I imagine that the. The fitness of O'Brien and DaCosta will have an impact on whether they're going to send them out or not. Um, so we just—it's another one where we're just going to have to wait and see um, to see what they do. I can see the benefit for it, but I can also see why they might want to keep them around. Um, I do believe, from what I gather, that they've got an immediate recall on Cade Craig, so that if they want him back, he can come back. Um, so, you, you know, we're just going to just going to have to see, see how they get on. Yeah, it'll be, um, be interesting to see. Um, on other good news, George Nurse um, underwent his ACL um, operation last week. Doctors say he was bright and breezy after his, uh, his operation. You know, good news. These guys are out for the season, but it's what you want to what you want to hear, really, isn't it? That they're, uh, they're on the mend. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's devastating for the two for the two young lads. In well, I wouldn't say young lads, but Nurse is twenty three, I think, and Daniel Ludo is not too much older. But yeah, it's, it's really sad news for anyone um, to have to undergo um, an ACL operation to be out for that length of time. It'll be really difficult. Um, the only consolation, and it's a minor consolation, is that at least they'll have each other to kind of uh, bounce off as they try and recover and come back. And there'll be two people in the same boat, um, which I think is a positive. Uh, and yet, um, Steve did reveal after the game that he'd spoken to George and that um, he was doing um, he was doing okay. Uh, and he'll now be at home recuperating for a while before they uh, they get him into the treatment room at, at Shrewsbury Town and, and, and try and get him back up and running and back fit so one of those one of those really devastating news but fingers but good stuff that they've had their operations and hopefully they've that there's no complications there and they can begin the longer and arduous process to kind of recover and you know hopefully we we see him again we see him again soon yeah just on loan signs, you spoke about people going out the door. I'm going to speak about the ones that have come in the door and just ask for a bit of a, a mid-season, not mid-season, but after a few months, a little bit of an assessment of how them them loan signs have done, um, really. Yeah. All just in terms of the ones that are playing at the moment. You know, let's start with Taylor Moore coming from Bristol, Bristol City. He's played midfield, he's played at the back. Um, 
how do you rate his performances? I'm just going to go for like an eight or ten so far. What they've seen for what you've seen for for Salop and what they've produced. You know, more someone who, who Cottrell quite likes. You know, he's played for one of Cottrell's former clubs in Bristol City, um, yeah. and he's been a pretty much ever present so far for Salop. What have you made of him? Uh, I think Moore has, I thought he struggled a little to start. I think it took him a while to settle in. I think he's done much better of late. I do like him when he plays at centre-half because I feel like he adds uh, some real composure on the ball. Um, and I think he's done well when he's filled in when Pennington was injured. I think he did well. He even came on at wing-back um, this weekend. Um you know, so he's versatile, which is good. So he can play in lots of different positions, which is useful for town. Um, I think so. I think he's done okay. I think he's done okay. So that that's kind of that leads me to think of maybe a six, six. I'd have said for okay. What do you reckon? If someone's done steady, been steady, would that be yeah, a six? Yeah, seven. Six is probably right. Um, we'll just move on to to Carl Winchester, the one who came on one of the ones that came on deadline day. Um, yeah. What have you made of him? So I've only seen him a couple of times. Saw him at Port Vale. I thought he struggled at Port Vale, which I think was his debut. Um, so given the benefit of the doubt, what, what about you? What about yourself? You see more of him than me. He's been absolutely excellent in the last two games. I thought he was outstanding at Plymouth and then he backed it up again at Pompey. Uh, had a big involvement in the goal. Plymouth, I thought he was the outstanding player for town in the first half when they played really well. He's got oodles of energy uh, and he gets around the pitch well. He's quick. Um, and he's all right on the ball as well. So the last two games, he's been really good. Um, after probably a, maybe a slower start, um, but that can happen, you know, obviously I'm not sure. I think he'd been easy, injured a little bit in pre-season, so you're never sure quite, you know, what fitness they've got coming into it. So I'd say after a slow start, but then a good last few games, that probably leaves us to probably say, you know, six again, he's done, he's done okay. Um, I think if he keeps playing the way he did in the last couple of games, I think he's going to be a really important signing for Shrewsbury. Um, really important. Yeah, Julian DeCosta, obviously he's had his injury problems, you know, he started well, not come back, set back. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's played well, DeCosta, I think he's done well. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's hard to judge someone who's been out injured and I'm certainly not going to judge him because of his injury. Uh, I feel like that's, I mean, a hernia, that can happen to anyone at any point. Um, that's just, you know, that can happen. Uh, and he struggled to come back from that, hasn't he? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure it's fair to do a rating on DeCosta just simply because he hasn't played too much. Not, not applicable. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to judge him based on because he's been because he's been injured. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. And just in terms of then the two strikers, Christian Sadie. I know you're you're you know big advocate for Sadie, and he's done well so far. He showed some real quality. Yeah, I think Sadie. I give Sadie a seven. Um, I think he's been. I think he's been real good. I think he's physical. He's like a powerhouse. I certainly won't want to uh, run into him. Um, yeah, but I think the most impressive thing about Sadie is actually something that goes slightly under the radar is his touch. He's got great touch. Um, the ball gets fizzed into him, and he. And You're he, gonna come out with a great touch for a big man stereotype. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. But he, he has got a really, really good. Real good touch. Um, he would probably have, he started well on the goal score in front, didn't he? And he got two early on in his career in his in his town town career. And to be fair, when he gets into the final third and he gets a chance, he does work the keeper. He really does work the keeper. But um, he's not really had too many clear cut opportunities of late. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to see how to see how that one pans out um, with Sadie. It'd be be good to see him. 
I think he's the I think he's the first striker on the team sheet. To be fair, I would have said um, he's the one that's been picked uh, nine times out of ten of late. Um, so yeah, I think he's done well, Sadie. And then the final one, Rob Street, obviously coming from Crystal Palace. Uh, there's been a few sort of movements in the front line. What have you What have you made of Street? I've only I sort of reserve judgment because I've only seen him briefly in a couple of games, but but you've seen him a lot more than me. Oh, what do you think? He was an he was excellent at Plymouth, really good at Plymouth. Um, and he's and he's made impacts when he's come off the bench. I think he's done all right as well. I, I wouldn't say he's done any better than all right. I think he's just been steady. I think he's a young lad and he's finding his way. Um, so I think Street has done okay. I think there's more to come from him. Um, probably what like a little bit more quality maybe from him in that final third. Um, I'd say. Um, but he but he puts himself about. He has got an incredible work rate, and he's got he's very athletic and he's very lean. So I think he's useful to have. Um, so he's done he's done all right. I think I think all the loan signings have done all right. I can't think of a to this point. I can't think of anyone at the moment that that, that Shrewsbury have brought in in general that that, that that's been underwhelming. There's a couple of lads injured, but can't, can't really do can't really do much about that really. Um, so, so yeah, I feel like the recruitment in general has been been steady to this point, but it depends. It all goes with results, doesn't it? You know, if results turn and performances turn, then then you know, it all you know what it's like. It all changes, yeah. all changes on results, and so far so good with results. They've been steady, and performances have been good in the main as well. There we go, Ollie Westry's loan ratings. Um, time for an advert. Kettle and Toaster Man. This this podcast brought to you in association with the Kettle and Toaster Man, where you can get all your kitchen needs and more. Um, you can go online at kettleandtoasterman.co.uk or head to the shop on Thorns Road in Briley Hill. So, oh, we've gone for our question. Um, we're just going to wrap it up now. We'll just talk about the weekend, the FA Cup. Ollie Westbury's FA Cup debut on Saturday, unless I've got my fixtures wrong. Um, York City, oh. Non-league yep. side, National yep. League side now, I believe they got promoted last season. Yeah. Um. What? 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 Do you, obviously, York will be one of the giant killing, but how will Steve Cox will be looking at you? Obviously, people will look more favourably on the FA Cup than they do on other cup competitions. Um, you expecting a strong Salop side? Just I know you haven't spoken to Cottrell yet, but just um, some early indication. Do you think he'll play a, a pretty strong side? What do I think? Um. Yes, I think I am. I'm just having a look at the fixtures to see if there's a game in midweek next week. Um, yeah, so there's a midweek game, isn't there, against uh, Oxford? Are you coming to that one, Johnny? That's on the Wednesday. I think it might be, yeah. We'll oh, see. That's we'll just see. lovely, isn't it? We'll see what the weather's like. <laughs> we'll see what the weather's like. It's getting cold, though. Yeah, that might change things, the fact that there's a midweek game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my, my my thing about the FA Cup is that there's a good chance with this competition that they might get a good draw. And I think that from financially, I think that trips to Liverpool and Premier League, big Premier League clubs, I think is, you know, really important. Um, so I would have said that it'd be, a I don't know, making wholesale changes would potentially be a risky, get, risky game. So... I would expect to see 
town relatively strong. I would expect a lot of town's players that played on Saturday to play. They've got an extra day's recovery with the Oxford game not being until a Wednesday as well, which is an, an added bonus. Um, so I think we're just going to have to see. We're going to have to see what 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 the boss thinks is best. I think I, I would be surprised if we see wholesale changes. I must admit. Um, I feel like this competition, it's important for town to get through. I think the revenue is important for the club. And if they can get a good draw, an away draw or a home draw or a sellout crowd, then... They'll always know. get a good draw because they always do. Sarp always seems to get a good well, draw. The FA yeah. Cup gods look favourably on Shrewsbury. Yeah, well, I'll remind you of that when we get Barrow away in the next well, round. Yeah, yeah, I certainly will be joining you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll just see. I think it's just important for the club. I think it's important for clubs like Shrewsbury to... to to do their their absolute utmost to get as far in that competition as possible because I think the, the finances the financial side of playing those games is vitally important and uh, uh, so that that's why I feel like it would be a surprise if um, if if they're wholesale changes but then again they are playing on Wednesday night against Oxford so we will just we're just gonna have to see we're just gonna have to see Johnny we'll have to see indeed I hope you um I hope you take a tinfoil FA Cup along to the game like all these you know you seem to see and. The early rounds. I'm expecting yeah. to see a picture of you holding one up. You with oh. on one, you holding one handle, and Ma- Joe Massey holding another handle. The head of media shoes, but that'll be that'll be quite funny. But there you go. Um, Salop's long road trips are over for now. Um, it's over to the FA Cup, as we said, a competition that has looked very kindly on Salop in the past. Uh, a routine win against York is will just be what what Cotswold will want at the weekend. Hopefully, Salop don't become a, a giant killing. For the non-league side, but we'll see. There's been some salop giant killings in the past, but there's also been some good FA Cup wins. And as we said, the competition has looked favourably on the Shrews in recent years. So fingers crossed. But thank you very much for listening to this latest episode of Shrews Views. And until next time, from me and I'll goodbye. <laughs>